0: Going on. Happy Monday. Pete Callaner here. News Talk 1110, 993 WBT, 704 570 1110 and 1 800 WBT 1110. So, uh, just want to make the announcement here now. We totally whipped inflation. We whipped it. Whipped inflation now. All it took was the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act. And uh, inflation already knew that it was coming. And so that's why uh, it didn't grow, because it knew that uh, the Democrats were going to run through the Inflation Reduction Act, which, by the way, won't actually reduce inflation. But the act is the thing that is important. Have we considered maybe like uh, a mass shooting prohibition act? Right. And then uh, all the guns would know no more shootings. No more mass shootings. Not allowed. Uh, just because you know the bill is, it's on the track to passage. That's all that's required. What else am I to uh, to divine from this sequence of events? Right. I mean, Joe Biden came out the other day, and he said, <laughs> and everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, that's fantastic." He's standing vertically. Uh, no, they they said uh, he said. I want to say a word about the news that came out today relative to the economy. Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. It's like Nancy Pelosi's. People ask me all the time what my favorite thing is, and somebody asked me what my what my favorite word is, and my favorite word is the word. Mm. See, so same sort of deal there. Uh, I just want to say a number. Zero. Now, ironically, he went on to say a whole bunch more words rather than just that one word. Uh, he said, we received... News that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July. Zero percent. And here's what that means. Hey, come here, little girl. All right. Anyway, while the price of some things go up, went up last month, the price of other things went down by the same amount. The result, 0% inflation last month, but people are still hurting. But zero inflation last month, but people are still hurting. But zero inflation. Economists look at a measure of inflation that ignores food and energy prices, and they call it core inflation. That's about the lowest amount in several years uh, 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 or several months. When you couple that with last week's booming jobs report, 528,000 jobs created last month and three and a half percent unemployment, it underscores the kind of economy we've been building. Aren't you excited? They're doing this on purpose. This is the goal. This is the economy they are building. Man. We're seeing a stronger labor market where jobs are booming and Americans are working. Well, that's weird. Americans are working. Because I've I got this big story here at the Charlotte Observer where they, they like can't find people to work. Supply chains are all disrupted because people don't want to work. It underscores the kind of economy we've been building. And we're seeing some signs that inflation may be beginning to moderate. There's a couple of qualifying words in there. Key one being may be beginning to moderate. I mean, that's just, that, that, that means nothing. It's purely speculative. And that's the best case projection that they want to leave you with. That, that things may be beginning To moderate, not get better, but moderate inflation. See, so it's inflation that was zero for the month of July. Now, you have to ignore, like, the entire year prior where we saw, you know, inflation spiking uh, uh, at percentage levels we haven't seen in, like, my lifetime. But the good news is, that it didn't go up anymore when you strip out all of the key things like food and energy prices. So when you take those out of the equation, (laughs) my goodness, because nobody buys food or energy anymore. It's so passe. So why would you include that in the basket of, of factors that you use to determine core inflation, right? Food and energy, irrelevant. So you take those out, you ignore the last year, and we get one month when price increases, netted zero out with decreases, and we got zero inflation, which is obviously why we need the Inflation Reduction Act, right? I mean, the logic is undeniable. They whipped it, they whipped inflation, and uh, that's why we need to pass the bill. Unless, of course, inflation knew that the bill was going to pass, and so it just whipped itself. It was like, all right, all right, don't outlaw me, don't don't pass more spending, because that's going to do it. Tons more spending, more audits of people, Uh, Take more taxpayer money out of the system like that's going to do it. And so it got me thinking, as these things tend to do, um, got me thinking, is this another example of sort of a redefinition of a term? Right. Like we saw it with recession. Right. When everybody understood that the common definition of recession was two quarters of shrinkage. Right. Not negative growth. I do not like the term negative growth, it's shrinkage, it's contraction, right? So you have two consecutive quarters of economic contraction. That was always understood, again, in my lifetime, that was always sort of the definition of what a recession was. But then we were told by this administration and the media that, uh, no, 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 that's not what the definition of a recession is. It's only a recession when some people say it is. It's their truth, if you will. And so we have to wait for these people to come, like, weeks later and say, oh, yeah, that thing, like, six months ago, that was totally a recession. So it got me, you know, calling it a, a transcession because it's it's a recession that doesn't identify as one. And then we saw the raid in Mar-a-Lago, and when people called it a raid, and there's all this pushback from Democrats in the media, but I repeat myself, and then they were like, you can't call it a raid. It's not a raid. They were just executing a lawful search warrant. It's not a raid. So that... That prompted me to say, "Okay, this is a rate that doesn't identify as a rate. So um, that's a trans rate, right? Maybe this is the same thing. It's not inflation. It doesn't identify as inflation. So it's transflation. It's transflation. See this? I have I acknowledge I was so wrong. I have underestimated the value of of just of just sticking the." Uh, The term trans in front of anything and then you get to be anything it gets to be the opposite of the thing it is while it is the same thing and you get to have this very uh, shall we call it definition fluid uh, understanding of what we're talking about. So you could be talking about that inflation is inflation, but you could also be saying it's not inflation at the same time. This is brilliant. I wonder Could we use this kind of definition fluidity? Can we use this status on the insurrection? Hmm. On the January 6th insurrection. I think we're missing a golden opportunity here, right? So it could be an insurrection that doesn't identify as an insurrection. And so we could call it a transurrection. Okay, maybe not. Maybe maybe I probably should have thought that one through a little bit better. News Talk 1110 993 WBT. Remember, you can email Pete at thepetecallinershow.com. So, the White House press secretary, Corinne Jean Pierre, she went on to this week on ABC, Jonathan Carl hosting. Props to Jonathan Carl for uh, asking the question that I think a lot of folks uh, who read the book 1984 might be. Uh, wanting to ask about this whole inflation, recession, transflation, transcession, the redefining of the terms, and particularly through this Inflation Reduction Act. And by the way, I'm going to get to the, if you've noticed the um, sort of a conflict in the messaging from the left on what exactly the Inflation Reduction Act is all about. Have you noticed this? I started picking up on it. I saw they were trying to rebrand it after I guess it was after the July numbers came out and they were like, "Oh, it's actually all about climate change." I thought, "Why are they why are they doing that?" I have some insight on that. So, uh, first though, this is the White House press secretary on this week with Jonathan Carl on ABC. But, but let me ask you, it's, it's called the Inflation Reduction Act. Mm-hmm. Yes. But the Congressional Budget Act, uh, uh, Office, which is nonpartisan, said that there would be a negligible impact on inflation this year and barely impact inflation at all. Uh, next year, I mean, isn't it almost Orwellian? How can you call it Inflation Reduction no. Act when the nonpartisan experts say it's not going to... So I appreciate that. I appreciate down. the question. We've actually addressed this, the CBO. It was the top line number. There's more in there that shows uh, that it will have the money uh, from... Remember how we're doing this, too. It's, wait, it's, wait, wait, wait. That is the... Okay. That's the worst pivot in the world right there. She didn't even finish making the sentence before trying to construct a new one. She just pivoted mid-sentence and wants to talk about how we're totally going after the rich. That's not what he asked. He did not ask about who's going to get hit with all the taxes. Spoiler alert, it's everybody. But she is so bad. <laughs> She's so bad. And look, I can, uh, I can give props in a bipartisan way to spinmeisters to flax. If those who were very good at their job being a flack, I can appreciate that. There have been some over the years locally that you just got to tip your hat to them because, uh, they are disciplined. They stay on message and they, they pivot in ways that you don't even realize they pivoted until you get back to the newsroom and you're cutting up the auto uh, audio and you're like, son of a gun. They didn't answer my question. So, uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre is not one of those gifted flax. Now, maybe that's a plus, but not for this job. So she's now pivoting away from the question of why are you calling it the Inflation Reduction Act when the CBO says it's actually not going to do that? And her response is, I am uh, uh, billionaires. That shows uh, that it will have the money uh, from. Me- remember how we're doing this too. It's it's making sure that billionaires uh, in corporate America are paying paying their fair share, making sure that it's that the tax code is a little bit more fair. And so when you do that, when you put it in its totality, you will see see that it will d- it will bring down lower the deficit, will- which will help fight inflation. Fight inflation. Okay. So it will help. It's going to totally help fight inflation, which is zero, by the way. Did we mention one word, zero, zero percent? And now a bunch of other words, but one word, zero percent, to quote Biden. So they, they want you to focus on the fact that the inflation was zero last month. Do not, do not go back a year when you'll see inflation is like almost double digits year to year. Don't look at that. But look at July, 0%, and that's why we need the Inflation Reduction Act, which, by the way, is going to make those evil rich people pay their fair share. All she speaks in is slogans. Meanwhile, at the Charlotte Observer, this story today. At Green's lunch counter, you can get a hot dog for $2.95. A hamburger will cost you 5 or $7.35 with fries. And at breakfast, coffee is still only $2 a cup at Charlotte's oldest restaurant. $2 a cup? Wait, what is, it? is Starbucks, Charlotte's oldest restaurant? Like that? I'm just kidding. You can't get anything for $2 at Starbucks. Anyway, what it's taking, it's taking everything that the owner, Joanna Sikiotis, has to keep it, uh, it's taking everything she has to keep it that way. It's a poorly written sentence. Anyway, uh, she's paying more for disposable plates, for chicken breasts, and for the monthly gas bill at a restaurant's West 4th Street building that has served charlatan since 1926. Listen to this. The styrofoam cups next to the soda machine used to cost her $24 a pack. $24 a pack. You know what they are now? 78. Hmm. Translation. See? She's paying more for disposable plates as well. As I mentioned, the U.S. economy and Charlotte's is in an unusual place in 2022. See, it's a transcession. That's what's so unusual about it. It's very confusing. There are lots of job openings, but consumers are smarting at the cost of gas, rent, and groceries. By some measures, the economy is healthy. By others... It's in a recession already. That strange set of economic conditions feels nearly custom designed to bludgeon small businesses, several local owners told the Charlotte Observer. Isn't that amazing? Small business owners taking it on the chin yet again after the the two years of lockdowns and the governor's ED. Oh, that reminds me. The governor's ED is over. Yeah. It, so we whipped inflation and uh, got rid of the governor's... Uh, emergency declaration. It ended today. Congratulations. Do you feel any freer? By the way, it wasn't actually an emergency. He just did it for the federal money. He said that. We'll get into it later. News Talk 1110 993 WBT. Charlotte Observer, headline $67 for fryer oil seventy eight dollars for cups for Charlotte small businesses quote something's got to give you know what it's going to be right it's going to be the businesses that's how this goes I mean you can cut costs as much as you can but at some point it's just math and the small businesses don't have all of you know the army of attorneys and accountants like corporate uh, you know big business has they can't Find all of the loopholes or lobby for uh, you know special tax breaks and credits and incentives. They they don't have that kind of muscle, and so they fold. That's the way this goes. And small businesses are the backbone of America. That is really what makes America unique. It's the entrepreneurial spirit, the idea that you can go out, open your own business, hang your own shingle, and if you got a good idea. Then and you got a good product or service, then you'll be successful, and you can, you can provide for your family, you can leave generational wealth. That's that's the key. That's the thing. That's our jam. But now you got small businesses facing higher costs, fewer workers, supply chain snags. As Hannah Lang Lang reports at the Charlotte Observer, at Green's lunch. The, the oldest restaurant in Charlotte since 1926, trying to get to its 100th birthday. There's been a hiring sign on the window for the better part of two years. But applicants these days ask for wages she can't afford. One person wanted to be a cashier and she wanted $20 an hour. She said, I can't hire you $20 an hour. She says, I sell hot dogs, not filet mignon." Even after slowing slightly in July, inflation rates are still hovering near four decade highs, lifting prices of essential spending categories like food. Later on in the piece, it's a very lengthy piece. They have a quote from Obed Guzman, who owns Alma HVAC incorporated, a mechanical contracting firm. And by the way, uh, in the trades, they've been trying to find techs for years. This has been an ongoing problem for years. Automotive, electrical, plumbing, HVAC—all of the trades have a hard time finding employees. And you make really good money, by the way, doing those uh, those jobs. Anyway, um, Mr. Guzman says I used to spend six hundred dollars a month for gas in the summer, and now it's eighteen hundred. Something's got to give, right? Last year he installed smoke detectors. All right, they cost 90 bucks each. When he went to purchase the same one this year, the price had gone from 90 to 285. People wonder why the price of houses, you know, gone through the roof. That's why. There was um one of the houses that we were building right before we moved back to Charlotte, they had a huge problem with the um, uh, with the bathroom fans, and it was a motor inside the fan, and the motor got all stopped up because of supply chains, uh, supply chain issues. And when that happened, they couldn't make the fans. And when you can't get the fan in the bathroom, Govco says you can't sell the house. You don't have a you don't get a CO for that, a, cert, a certificate of occupancy. And so we the neighborhood up in the mountains where we were building, we got in right before all of that cascading supply chain garbage happened. And so we saw there were houses next door to ours that they ended up uh boarding up the windows. They just boarded up the windows because they couldn't get windows. Bruce Moffat runs Moffat Restaurant Group, also quoted in the paper's article here, which runs local joints like Barrington's and Good Food on Montford. His restaurants are paying more for food, liquor, and labor than he can ever remember, and it's led him to raise prices and take some items off the menu completely. He said it's a mathematical equation. When it gets to the point where you're bringing in less money than you're spending, then it's no longer a viable business. He used to find A 35 pound container of fryer oil for 23 bucks, and now it's 67. That is a tripling of the price. Scallops went from $16 a pound to $40 a pound, so we just stopped selling them. I mean, you only get six of them anyway, right? The scallops, I mean, if they're big ones, I mean, I guess you can get the baby ones, but the big ones, you only get a couple of them. Have you noticed this when you go out to eat, that the prices are more expensive, but also that the portions seem to be smaller? But hey, zero inflation last month. One word. Zero percent. One word. Payroll is his biggest concern at Moffat Restaurant Group. Even after boosting employee pay by 30%, he's still struggling to find enough staff. Everyone's fighting over the same 20 workers, he says. (laughs) You just lift your wages and you keep your fingers crossed. The hardest part is dealing with the shortages. Because he's already short-staffed, and then the people who do work, a lot of them, don't come in. I'll walk in one day, and my general manager is working on the line because the person that makes the salads needed a mental health day. Really? A mental health day? I worked in restaurants for like a decade you don't need mental health days. Restaurant, I mean, look, depending on the kind of work you're doing, front of house, back of house, different challenges, it's stressful. I get that. It can be very stressful. I get all of that. But uh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, but I need to take a day off for some self-care. Uh, why, are you working a 24-hour shift? If you're not, you can do your self-care when you get home. Yeah. that's That's what we used to do in the old days, Back, you know, before 2019, way back in the olden days. He says it gets difficult to watch that happen. Now, the real problem, I think we can all agree, is uh, the Republicans pouncing here and the conservative media pouncing. Uh, it, media Matters, which is always good for a laugh, um, they point out that uh, uh, that the 0% inflation in the month of July... Uh, This is good news, and it's got all the people on the right just, you know, uh, befuddled and discombobulated because, oh, my gosh, we don't know what to make of the 0% July inflation number. Though Biden made sure to point out that people are still hurting. Oh, thank God he said that. Because if he hadn't said that, then, well, I don't know. There would have been no practical difference. But whatever. Like, he said it, and so, yay, sympathizer in chief. Right-wing media figures have taken this chance to suggest that what the report shows is meaningless and accuse Biden of lying, intentionally misleading people, or bragging about bringing down inflation. In reality, while 0.0% inflation in July does not erase inflation in the year leading up to it, it is fair to suggest that this report may reflect a turning point. There again, there are all the weasel words, right? All of the, the qualifiers there. It's fair to suggest that the report may reflect a turning point. Yeah, or it may not. It could just be a plateau before it goes to like seven thousand percent. As long as we're just spitballing here, I can come up with a, a right. I can come up with another prediction. Well, why? Why can't I make it a prediction like that? It could reflect way worse things coming right down the pike. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. WBT. Pete Callender here. Thanks a lot for uh, letting me spend some time with you. I appreciate it. The numbers are 704-570-1110 and 1-800-WBT-1110. The latest report on transflation in the U.S. Uh, that was released last week showed prices are still rising for many goods and services. But it did not... Oh, sorry. But it did offer a silver lining for consumers hit hard by surging expenses, says Mary Ramsey at the Charlotte Observer the other day. Consumer prices rose 8.5 percent in July. It's a painful figure for many whose wallets have been hard hit in uh, for months by rising costs. But that rate does reflect a slight slowdown in inflation from the four-decade high hit in June. Yes. So, I mean, yes, they rose 8.5%, but that was just for certain consumer prices. Overall, inflation was zero. See, so we we, we might be maybe kind of sort of potentially turning a corner towards a more moderate maybe uh, inflation picture. So 8.5% consumer prices up year over year as of July. That is down slightly from June's rate of being up 9.1%. That was the biggest yearly increase since 1981. Month-to-month prices held steady from June to July, something we have not seen in over two years. Experts have attributed the slight decrease in part to falling gas prices and their impacts on people's expectations for inflation. All right, So people are curtailing spending. People are not driving. People are not spending money on gas. They're filling up just a little bit rather than full tanks. Wednesday's report came as Congressional Democrats and the Biden administration uh, got ready to pass the Inflation Reduction Act, although the bill has been heralded by the president and his allies in the media and fulfills some longtime Democrat Party goals and media goals. Some analysts have said it will have a relatively minor impact on inflation. I remember seeing it's a good rule of thumb, really, when it comes to any kind of legislation. When... When the federal government finally gets around to adopting some piece of legislation aimed at addressing a crisis of some kind, by the time that legislation is passed, the crisis is over. <laughs> it's done. And then it's just, they kind of like, uh, they kind of like rush in. Hey, here's a bunch of money. Can I help? Let me help. Let me help. All right. You're welcome. Thank, you're welcome. I'm glad I was here to help everybody. Meanwhile, it's, it's like the, yeah. Everyone's already been triaged, guys. Like, the, the small businesses that went under, they're already gone. And then there was this from Axios.com. Biden's inflation jujitsu. hi President Biden plans to go on offense against Republicans' drumbeat about rising prices by arguing that the GOP has repeatedly sided with special interests, pushing an extreme MAGA agenda. That costs families. This, isn't amazing? The White House talking about the cost to families. Why it matters. The GOP plans to try to make November's midterms a gas and groceries election. All about inflation. Well, it's not all about inflation. It's also about the economy. And this is why I always say elections are about what media make them. And the Republicans are going to try to make this uh, the midterms, as well as the next presidential round about the economy. Of course they are. When the economy is terrible, the people in charge of the government tend to get uh, the, the focus of the ire, right? Uh, the people tend to punish the ones in charge that oversaw the policies and spending that led to the carnage. But the real story here is that Republicans are pouncing, right? They are seizing on the bad economic news. Biden's expected to uh, sign the Democrats' here it is climate, health, tax bill. It's it, it, so so it's like a it's it's not uh, it would be a non-binary bill. That's what that's what it is. It's a non-binary bill. It's a, a trinary bill, right? It's climate, it's health care, and it's taxes, and it's the Inflation Reduction Act. <laughs> so I guess actually it's four. It's a fornery. Anyway, Biden, Vice President Kamala Harris, and the cabinet then are going to fan out across the country with that message. Well, after the trip to Kiowa, after his vacation, of course. And you've already started to see some of these clips of our esteemed Veep on the campaign trail. Drumming up support for the Inflation Reduction Act that is a climate change, health care, and increased taxes Called the Inflation Reduction Act, and uh, it is classic Kamala. It's just her saying really silly, circuitous things, as if it is the most profound thing she's ever read off a teleprompter. It really is. It really is comical, and she's just out there on the. She is selling this thing hard, and honestly, who better to sell this ridiculous bill? than someone of the campaigning chops, like Kamala Harris. Uh, A candidate so awesome, she dropped out of the presidential race before her home state even held its primary.